0: Hi and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan and join me as we step into First Man in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. First man coming from the director of brief Best Picture winner La La Land as well as Whiplash, uh, Damien Chazelle. Uh, Much anticipated by a a lot of people I I believe you know he's a young, uh, the youngest person to ever win Best Director, he is a fresh talent, he has made some very very fantastic films already in his short career and First Man reunites him with La La Land uh, star and Oscar nominee Ryan Gosling. Uh, it also includes in the cast Claire Foy, Corey Stoll, Kyle Chandler, Jason Clark, Shea Wiggum, Christopher Abbott, Brian Darcy James, Pablo Schreiber, Patrick Fugit, and, uh, Lucas Haas, and others. Uh, strong cast, long, big cast. And uh, it's it's a biopic about Neil Armstrong, uh, the astronaut, and his the trajectory that led him from, you know, civilian effectively to the first man to walk on the moon. And we follow about eight years in his life during the 1960s uh, and culminating on the walk itself and, and in July of 1969. And I'll be honest. I, I was I was looking forward to this. It's not something I was overly hyped for. I didn't think, you know. But I, I, you know, it's gotten plenty of good praise. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Chazelle, I love Whiplash. I really, en- I really enjoyed La La Land. If didn't love it necessarily. So first man, you know, it's it's it was something I, I wanted to see. I got to see it at IMAX, and it. Uh, It really earns its IMAX. You know, it's a gorgeous looking film. Uh, There's a shot on the moon that's just breathtaking. Uh, There's a lot of shots throughout the film that look incredible and meticulously sculpted and uh, as if, you know, you're there, right? Uh, which is which is something that I've heard a lot of people talk about uh, with regards to this film. You feel like you are on the moon. You feel like you walk on the moon with Gosling. You feel like you are in this spacecraft, like you've traveled all of this distance, and that is a feat. Like uh, you know, every anything else aside, like that is incredibly impressive. Uh, the film is technically outstanding, and. it 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 really does a fantastic job of making you feel like you are the astronaut. You know, you, you feel like you're one of them. You feel like you're with them. And we've seen a lot of space movies in the last few years that are very, very good from the Martian to gravity to interstellar. You know, you can you can look at these movies and You know, they each kind of approach this issue from a different direction. You know, gravity spends almost its entire runtime in space. Uh, You know, Interstellar is exploring new, new dimensions of space. And First Man is taking a real story, following a real person... Uh, As he goes from, you know, just more of a pilot in the opening sequence to a candidate in the NASA space program uh, to his first trip during the Gemini program uh, to ultimately uh, leading the mission to the moon. So it's a story we knew. You know, you go into this and you know exactly what happens. You know that they walk on the moon. Uh, Buzz and Neil are the ones that do it. We got the film. You know, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. everything you know, it, and the movie hits those beats. All right, the movie does do those things. So there's no surprises in the grand scheme. Uh, and under most directors, I would I would you know, if you're showing a, a story that everyone knows. with a a conclusion that everyone is very very aware of you know that's a very challenging thing to make interesting to make compelling because you know there's no drama no one's wondering is he gonna make it Uh, because we know he does and so you really have two options you can try to uh, deceive your audience By thinking, you know, if if you can push them far enough in the direction of, well, maybe he doesn't make it, uh, you know, just in that moment, even, you know, maybe not after they leave the theater, but at least in that moment, if you can create an atmosphere and um, a vibe that is so, you know, uncertain as to make your audience who know that he makes it consider that maybe he didn't, you know, that that would be outstanding. And for me, that I don't, I don't know if that's exactly what Chazelle was trying to do, but th- that didn't happen. So your other option is to give the story a new angle to make it compelling, okay? So, and I think this is where I ran into a couple of problems. So on the one hand, Chazelle is doing a lot of fancy things. Uh, with the camera and with the direction of the film you know he at a lot of times you know you can see the inspiration from 2001 A Space Odyssey uh, with the the sound design with the uh, there's a particular scene where they are docking two spacecrafts and it's playing this sort of waltzy classical music exactly the way that 2001 does for its dockings and landing docking sequences Uh, so there, there's, there's definite connections there, and I think that Chazelle is trying his best to make this film feel a little artsier, to make it feel a little uh, uh, more. I saw someone refer to it uh, as as more like Malick, Terrence Malick, with where you know there isn't a ton of dialogue throughout the film, and especially the scenes in space, which generally wouldn't have that much dialogue anyway, but they are. Visually uh, explosive, uh, for, mo- mostly for the uh, to the detriment of any sort of story, character types of types of things, and that's fine. You know, I I didn't love that. I didn't hate that. I thought it was just fine. You know, I I enjoyed these beautiful images on the screen. You know, I, I the cinematography. The 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 effects I, I I was astounded by a lot of them. Uh, I think the scene where Neil exits the the ship onto the moon and you watch as the moon you just like you see this landscape of the moon. It's it's breathtaking. It's absolutely breathtaking. And the problem I had though was. <sighs> On the other hand, you know Chazelle doing all these fancy things, trying to, you know, elevate the, the visual component of the film, goes strikingly against the writing in the film. You know, it's because on the other side of things, the, the, the script seems to be pushing things more towards a, an emotional connection to add layers to a story we already knew. Uh, you know we see multiple times Gosling is furious and frustrated he is being um, halted periodically throughout this this endeavor by the media by his superiors who are concerned about the public view of what's happening and you know the deaths on Gemini I'm not gonna get the number right so I won't say it but uh, the, the astronauts that die in a previous Gemini mission uh, NASA uh, workers who die on just a normal flight. Um, he's he loses his own uh, child early on in the film. There's a lot of a lot of emotional components to this movie that you know I didn't know I didn't know any of this stuff. Uh, at least uh, what I did know I didn't know how that it affected Neil Armstrong specifically. So that side of things was fresh was new and I I was invested in it. But it never felt like the direction of the film wanted us to have that emotional connection to Neil Armstrong. It's very cold and and withdrawn. Uh, And and that, not not 100%, but, but for the vast majority of the film, I was really, felt separated from the character of Neil Armstrong. And you see this there's a very fantastic moment for Claire Foy uh, who plays uh, Armstrong's wife when you know just before he leaves for his mission to the moon she tells him she kind of berates him in uh, because he's ref- basically decided he's not gonna tell their two kids who are still alive their two sons that He's leaving and he might not come back. There is a non-zero chance that he never comes back and they never see him again. And he is just kind of fumbling around and avoiding having that kind of conversation. And she just tears him a new one for it. And I I just... The movie kept trying to convince me that he was... You know this this determined person, which I'm sure he was, who you know suffered all these losses in in the time leading up to this mission. And what frustrated me is that I never felt, and and you know I don't know how much of this fe- was was on Chazelle, I don't know how much of this is on Gosling or the writing even, but when he does walk on the moon. When he, you know, as we get to the end of this movie, I didn't feel any sort of emotional catharsis. I felt just success and accomplishment. And that's great, but I knew that going in. I I had those feelings already. I already felt, you know, that success because it really happened. You know, I wasn't alive for it, I didn't see it happen, but I know it happened. I've learned about it in school, I've studied it, I've watched the video. It's it's at times and and you know maybe this is a little derivative and I, and I don't necessarily mean it to be but it did feel like kind of just a remastering of the of the actual experience and that's fantastic and and deserve and and deserves uh, attention because you know having a better. An aesthetically better version of a thing that is so important and so monumental in the history of humankind is no small deal but as a film and as a as a story and as a narrative and as characters and and so on uh it just did not work for me on that level so problems got i got some problems uh, you know and and more to the point uh there's there's very, very little establishing of characters. So I mentioned that huge cast. Uh, there are three characters that, in my opinion, that feel like they have more than one dimension. Uh, with one being Neil Armstrong, who is the lead. Uh, the other being Claire Foy, who plays his wife, who is... Uh, I would say in has the second highest amount of screen time in the film, and the third being Corey Stoll as Buzz Aldrin. And even Corey Stoll on that list is is kind of shaky. Uh, you know, he's an aspiring astronaut. He's a you know, he's balding, he seems to be a little bit older than the rest of the people around him. But multiple times you get these moments with him where he's kind of a dick. He's kind of a jerk. And everyone else I named Christopher Abbott, Shea Wiggum, Jason Clark, Brian Darcy James, Pablo Schreiber, Patrick Fugit, Lucas Haas, Kyle Chandler nothing. I, I don't know who these people are. I couldn't tell you the names of most of them because we don't even get them in the movie. I, I don't know where they stand on half of the things that are happening. And I, I just, it, they become this faceless. Entity behind Armstrong that just represents NASA, and you could exchange most of them for any other face, and and it wouldn't change me, change my opinion, or or what I was thinking about in that scene. Uh, we see Brian D'Arcy James for like two scenes early on in the movie, and he never shows up again. Uh, you know, Kyle Chandler is there throughout the film as this superior at NASA, uh, and he just. I don't know. He he doesn't get a moment. He doesn't get any emotional connections to any of the things that are happening, and it just it's very frustrating to you know have all these very recognizable faces, recognizable names thrown at you throughout the film, and have none of them amount to two dimensional characters. Even you know when you compare this to some to a movie like Spotlight, which I'm not incredibly high on, but I I, I enjoy Spotlight. I like Spotlight. It has a strong, a wide, and, and big cast. And all of those, mem- all the members of that cast get their chance to, to be real characters. And get you invested in them and care about each of them on an individual basis. Whereas you don't get that in First Man. In my opinion. Um, so that left a lot of these scenes where... It's kind of just Gosling interacting with, you know, these these random white guys, and it's it's kind of boring. It's it's kind of boring. Much of the first half of this movie, I was kind of bored. I I was just waiting and waiting for Claire Foy to come back on the screen because she is the most energetic act, uh, actor in this movie. She is the most emotional and most passionate performance, and. Gosling is very good, but he's not great. Uh, I thought he was better in Blade Runner. I think uh, he. Mm, I might have to rewatch La La Land. He, I think he was probably better in La La Land, though. But so much of this movie I spent, you know, just not invested. And the moments that are intense, the moments that are compelling, are ones that I know the conclusion to. And that it gave me just a little and enough of a barrier between myself and the film that I never really felt connected to it. I never felt like I I was in on on what was going on, which is frustrating, which is agitating and and disappointing because Chazelle is a very very good director. Uh you know, and even this movie i i think uh, from, i said it's technically as an outstanding uh clairefoy is incredible uh you know it's not going to end up with a bad rating it's it's more there's a lot of blandness to it as opposed to you know negative aspects if that makes any sense so it's not going to come in with like a 30 40 rating but even still like i know chazelle is Chazelle is better Than what he put out here And I know a lot of people are calling this His best movie, which I think is Kind of insane uh, Or even saying that it's Better than La La Land or Whiplash Individually, and I don't think Either of those things are true either But It's just its just uh, I, I watched it, I saw it And it's long its It's deliberate It's slow, and it doesn't reward you for that in my opinion I don't need two hours of of you know the first two hours spent you spend probably I don't know I would say about one hour of that is compelling is interesting is you know you know you're leaning forward in your seat to, to experience and the other hour whatever sleep through it almost Maybe an exaggeration, but that's it's kind of what it felt like. I There are a lot of points in this movie where I felt like if I just closed my eyes, I would fall asleep. And that that's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. And then you have the final 15 to 20 minutes of the movie that are very strong and very compelling. But because of the build-up and the lead-up and, and the lack of uh, characterization and, and emotional components that you had prior... Uh, it doesn't resonate and it doesn't um work as well as i think it could have you know there are characters like christopher abbott pat uh, uh, lucas haas uh just kind of enter the movie out of nowhere uh, in the second half and in the i think christopher abbott is like a third of the way into the movie he enters and like i had i, I kind of did a double take and i was like is that christopher abbott it didn't um, and then you know just as soon as he's there he's gone and the same with Lucas Haas and the same with Patrick Fugit, and the same with Pablo Schreiber and just I don't know I, I don't I, I don't think the movie warrants its runtime I don't think uh, the story I, I I'm fast I would be fascinated to talk to Chazelle and understand like what made him want to make this movie. Because it doesn't have the kinetic energy that whiplash had. It doesn't have the uh, the the fervor and and uh, kind of uh, hold on. I want to use this word, but I'm, I'm gonna double check that it means what I mean. Think it means it doesn't have like the ebullience that that La La Land had and not that it needs to be those movies it's very different from those movies on a lot of levels that aren't bad things but it it doesn't it lacks there's there's some sort of disconnect between the movie and Chazelle's Chazelle's investment in the movie is how i feel because it it just kind of looked like he was making like Pretty images of space at times. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being a little too hard on it. Maybe I'm not sure. I could be. Uh, suffice to say, I was less than impressed. Uh, you know, what little excitement and hype I had for the movie was not met. Uh, and as you know, I'm sure this is this is on a technical level. This is going to end up you know definitely getting some Oscar nominations. You know, I think people have talked about Gosling as kind of a lock for a nomination in Best Actor. I don't think he's going to make my list of top ten people. Uh, Claire Foy definitely in the conversation. I think uh, she's she's going to make my list for the moment. Uh, we'll see. She's already on the list as a lead for Unsane. so she will be on the list twice at the for for at least some period of time. We'll see if that can hold on for the end of it. Uh, but the and the effects are outstanding. The sound design, uh, the the visual effects, the editing, the cinematography, all of that is strong. Um, editing is is good. The cinematography is great, and uh, there are some scenes that are just take your breath away. You know, and it it's got positives and the 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 when there's a moment where uh the first time that we see gosling go up into outer space uh is is i mentioned the docking scene like he's involved in that and the the subsequent result of that mission how that resolves itself is incredibly tense you know i i this was a this is a moment in in the narrative that i wasn't aware of that i didn't know happened uh, I hadn't read about, and it's pretty terrifying. Like that that sequence is very scary. Uh, you can feel the the weight of the movement of everything going on. To try to be somewhat vague as as I can, and I I wanted you know I wished that more of the movie had taken that kind of a sensibility. I think that there's so much good so many good elements to that moment and that scene you know you are invested in these characters uh you as much as you know that armstrong has to survive because he hasn't been to the moon yet you're still fearful for his safety you know he can still be hurt he can still be um affected on an emotional level on a a psychological level and that is Compelling enough, you know, he's not up there alone either. So, you know, there's definitely another person there who can also suffer, and you you don't want that. You you are hoping uh, for for this this connection, for these this success and these the survival. And there's just there's this as it plays out, you know, it's it's very. Horrific in a lot of ways that you you worry that things don't end the way you thought they would. So in that in that sense, you know, there 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 are more than enough scenes in this movie to push it over the top, to push it over the the hump of is this a good film? Is this a bad film? I think it's a good movie. It is a good movie, and it's not any more than that from my perspective. Uh, it is good, it's not very good, it's not great, it's not amazing. So uh, I haven't put all the information in the spreadsheet yet but I do know the score I'm going to give it and that's a 64. So solid number Uh, on par with uh, Isle of Dogs or Sorry to Bother You, uh, movies that have a lot of strengths uh, but also a lot of uh, missteps and weaknesses in my opinion. So and you know this thing has a 3.9 average rating on Letterboxd um, 3.90 average rating with 4,000 ratings Uh, it's got a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes Uh, it's got on IMDb it has an average rating of 7 actually which is interesting. Uh, So generally uh, the the average person uh, likes this movie more than I did and I still like it. So I can't say, you know, don't go watch it. I think it's worth seeing. I think there are enough innovative moments, uh, technolog- technically, uh, that it is totally uh, going to astound you a lot. Uh, I think, you know, paying attention, you know, watching Claire Foy in this movie is. is the best part of it, in my opinion, I, I think she, she, her performance, to make a very strange comparison, her performance, in my opinion, was better than the uh, technical effects, if that makes any sense. And she's she's working with a pretty flat character too, uh, but she she's just incredible. She's just a fantastic performer, and I'm so excited to see more from her going forward. And I don't I don't know man. I, I this is probably gonna get nominated for best picture, which I don't agree with, but there's always a couple of those every year anyway. So First Man. First man. That's about it. That's that's kinda where I landed. Uh you know, I wish I wish I, I wish I liked it more. And I wish I, I could I could Appreciate it better, and I wish I could be uh, have a stronger connection to this movie. But you know, I don't know. I don't really. I don't have any desire to watch it again. uh, Unlike Whiplash, unlike La La Land, and I just it didn't work for me on the same level that it's apparently worked for many others. So that's kind of where I land at 64, and. That's all there is. That's that's my review for first man. I, I it's kind of spoilery, but I didn't think I don't think I spoiled anything that doesn't. Um, I mean, I guess I would, wouldn't consider it a spoiler, but I didn't mention anything that we didn't all know. And what I did mention that we didn't know was vague enough. I don't know. I think so. It's a story, you know. It's it's a story we all know. I'm trying to think of a, another example of that. But nothing comes to mind. Nothing comes to mind. I don't know. It'd be like spoiling Beauty and the Beast and saying, you know, they end up together and the spell is reversed. So, uh, First Man, 64, Damien Chazelle, Ryan Carson, Claire Foy, Corey Stoll, and the rest. Um, that's it. And uh, now... Here's the outro, courtesy of Meg Burquist. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to listen to more episodes, you can find this podcast at circleoffilm.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. If you'd like to follow Ryan on Twitter, you can find him at circleoffilm or contact him through email at circleoffilm at gmail.com. You can also support the show at patreon.com slash film for as little as eight cents an episode. Thank you again for listening and have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same, good night I know she'll never leave me Even as she fades from view So long, farewell, I'll be the same, adieu In the name of love, one night in the mm-hmm. name of love So long, farewell, oh, boy, I'll be the same wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute.